How are we doing? Yo. I believe this is our first episode and uh, King has the introduction rights. Here you go. Absolutely. What is going on, everybody? As you all know, my name is King Cosma, and today I am going to be hosting with the amazing Anamana himself. Is it this way or is it this way? Uh, the other way. <laughs> <laughs> this way. <laughs> with the amazing Anamana himself. Uh, today we're just going to be talking a little bit and introducing our new podcast known as Oracle Fleet, which is going to be a PSO2 podcast for the community and just kind of helping get an information out there through the creators. Sounds good. It's actually going to be really cool to, um, like, I guess the mindset, but like, it's kind of an unspoken mindset that this is basically a community podcast, right? This is like a means for us to, um, you know, like you're saying, say everything that's going on, uh, any news. And because it's on a Friday, it means that there's usually a few days before we can stew on what's been released. But also we'll be able to, um, you know, get some community members on here as well. People that are streaming, making content, art and all that. So I think it's, I think it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. So uh, for right now, uh, for those of you who don't know uh, anything about me and Anamana, uh, we're going to start off by doing just a little bit of an introduction about, you know, who we are, how we came up on streaming and how we found our way to PSO2. Anamana, if you wouldn't mind starting off. Yeah, no worries. So I'm Anamana. Um, I have been making content probably since like 2006, but I've had a lot of like in between trying to like find what I want to do. I started out on YouTube just doing like, I had a really bad um, gaming gaming review show um, that I ended up canning pretty quickly. And then skip forward to like just trying live streaming and, and not getting it right. And then trying content, not getting it right. Eventually in 2017, I started making content for Final Fantasy 15 uh, and also some other games like Xenoblade 2. Uh, romancing saga 2 as well but eventually um i did destiny and then i settled on pso2 um because uh destiny was um in a place where i wasn't really happy with it and pso i've always played fantasy star games like the online games so uh, it was the perfect time to get started making content for it and yeah everything everything is history from there so uh what about you as well uh well one that was an amazing backstory anime is heck uh <laughs> But I actually, I started off streaming not even knowing anything about Twitch. Uh, I started off streaming playing Dragon Ball Xenoverse for the first time. I think it was like a week before it released. Um, and that kind of kicked it all off uh, with just like how everything was about Twitch, even back then. Just like wholesome people, great community, just talking to people and talking about games that you like. Um, so since then, I've been a uh, huge anime gamer. So I was like, happy because like everything, oh, dude, uh, Naruto, Dragon Ball, Tsubasa, uh, uh, or anything that's anime, I was just on it. Um, and I always had a huge love for JRPGs. It was never something that I necessarily played on my channel, but it was something that I always talked about, um, yeah. something I grew up with. So coming into PSO2, I was, I'm actually a JP vet. I've been playing PSO2 for a few years now, but... Um, NA is where I'm kind of taking my step into the content creation of it all, mainly because of the fact that, um, one, I, I wasn't expecting this, but the community just started blowing up out of nowhere. Um, and two, it's just kind of where I found myself as a content creator, where somewhere I can thrive and meet new people and whatnot. So uh, altogether, I've been streaming for six years and streaming for two years, on officially two years. That's pretty good. Um, in regards to JP as well, I'm... Mm -hmm not a vet i wouldn't call myself a veteran because obviously it's like about knowledge and about time played and stuff like that but i've touched japan servers at least since launch like when it first came out so i, I i've had some experience with the the matter board and all the weird systems they used to have the old ui um yeah psa2 dabbler um basically i've come back like for a few weeks here and there and then i've just started a new character every single time so i never got the ability to you know make a full character until na i was like all right nah limiters off getting out of the um getting out of the the, the goku chamber and just actually getting started playing this and um in regards to anime of me i started out as i was like an anime kid back in like the like mid 90s when anime was really just hitting the western audiences but i feel like as i've got older i've just kind of it's been a thing I, I haven't hated or anything like that, but it's just something that I feel like I'm more attuned to reality TV and um, like Western TV shows these days. Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> so, so I'll let, 
we're gonna go like um i was gonna say i'll let you do the honors but i'm already talking anyway oh. so um i was gonna say we're gonna do a global service recap just for anyone that might be tuning in in the future like a time capsule um do you want to start with where it started on na oh so back in february oh man i remember the hype for this in january was unreal um and so when the lobbies finally opened up for that small weekend on J or february excuse me uh the closed betas were packed oh my god the servers were lagging it was just so many people in one block i think we only had what did we only have we only had two ships at the time Anamana. i don't know if you were there for the closed beta i'm pretty sure you were yeah um, um but basically what happened was like they had ship one open we thought they were all gonna open but they had ship one open and that filled up instantly <laughs> i was trying to get in i was watching cami cake stream at the time because coming from destiny cami cakes plays destiny um yeah they they i think they treated it like an overflow for ship two eventually i don't know if oh. ship three did ship three open in the beta uh ship three if i'm not mistaken didn't open until the full game came out for xbox yeah so that was that was that was sometime in may but ship one i remember ship ship one was still packed yeah you were right that they had to open up ship two and actually when it came back the following weekend i think ship two was down for about a couple of hours uh on the extra extended day oh really yeah mm -hmm. and i remember we were talking about this beforehand but like i remember being kind of upset because i actually had this plan i worked it all out i was like i'm gonna do all this i'm gonna get the 75 on braver as fast as possible and my job calls me and they're like hey we need you to come into work Damn. so i ended up at work for like six hours and i didn't get to hit 75 and i was so upset when i finally came back and he said hey well we're going to open up the game for a couple more hours tomorrow if you guys want to play and i'm like but i worked in too <laughs> <laughs> can't win um i remember like i definitely remember it being a weekend and they extend like it was down for a little bit of time and they opened it up a bit more I only got to level 20 like i was i was like absolute beginner uh starting out trying to make sure that i i was actually taking notes the whole time because i made a a guide once the servers went down i was getting all the footage and stuff but um i think so like the dates i've got here february it was a weekend for closed beta open beta was in march but i think in may or april they silently said that the game was in full full version at that point right oh yeah oh yeah they were preaching it. It was pretty much it pretty much was though. Um I think the only thing that wasn't really there was the resolution for yeah. a good while. And I think that finally got fixed up a little bit late into Windows 10's launch. No, actually no, that came with the PC announcement. Yeah, when PC arrived, that's when everything started changing the resolution kind of built up and you know we got more ships and then remember when they gave us like 130 ships and it just cut them all <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> with windows 10 holy crap yeah um there was a lot going on with that but i mean honestly i i do gotta say for like it's ups and downs on the windows 10 launch it was more successful than than we talk about yeah yeah like i feel like uh, there is the elephant in the room. There was problems. People had PC issues and stuff like that. Um, no denying that. I feel like... I don't know how many people that did stop playing because they had PC issues. I don't know how many of those players would have honestly kept playing if they... You know, like, if it was like, if you were really wanting to play PSO2, you would have gone through the effort of getting to play it. Sure, there's some people that, like, just don't want to go through any of that hassle and, and still want to play it. Um, but I feel like the people that were just there to test it out and have a look and weren't too sure if it was for them. Um, it was more of those people that might have dropped it if uh, the Windows version did have, have issues. I don't know. How do you feel? Do you think that sounds about right? Mm, I think so. Um, I think one of the other issues was just kind of uh, mainly just being the fact that the game wasn't fully there for most people. You know, with the fact that it came out in episode one and people already knew what to expect on some cases, uh, like from a standpoint, as far as like creators go and on in some to some level, creators do bring a good bit of eyes to the title um, on that side. It was more like eh, I can wait for episode six. As you see, we have a new yeah. influx of players, you know, trying to come back for episode six and stream it as well. Um, they're like, yeah, I can just wait and just leave later. Or some of them just didn't want to deal with the hassle of going through all of the, the workarounds with Microsoft Store. So that game wouldn't eat itself in the middle of the night. But yeah, um, I mean, it still held strong. 
it, it held surprisingly strong because uh, normally we've seen it with uh, games back in the day, especially such as uh, Battleborn and whatnot. I'm just going to use that as an example. If you remember the whole Battleborn fiasco, um, you know, launch days like that normally don't last uh, mm. throughout histories of gaming. So the fact that PSO held so strong, it speaks a lot. Yeah, I think so too. And also, the other side of it is like we've had lull periods, obviously, because technically the way it is is that we're experiencing the whole history of PSO two in the course of like six or seven months. So there's points of time where people get up to the content, and because we're moving so fast, they're getting like a lot of equipment and gear and stuff that are is kind of like overpowered for some of the content they're putting out. Because also we're on this episode six patch as well. Um, so so there's that side of it as well where there's lots of peaks and valleys but i feel like because of the speed of which everything's going through it's given a lot of people the understanding where they can kind of grow with the game as it launches and as everything releases but they don't have that thing where because i i thought i thought when we first got pso2 it was just going to jump straight into episode six after the beta but it didn't and um yeah i feel like that it's a better time for having a majority of the player base slowly learn as the stuff rolls out. So when we do get oh, to yeah. episode six, everyone's going to have at least a basic understanding of everything. Oh yeah. Cause even, even through the times and I've been, I've been keeping tabs on like streams and YouTube and Facebook and all the comments, like over times I'm seeing that it's, it's actually proving itself to be more beneficial. Like the ones who already know what to do, pretty much RJP players who kind of made their way into NA, but then you have the NA players who are either just getting started for the first time. Uh, you have the ones who uh, have played a little bit of JP, but not too much, you know, they're dead players. Um, and then <laughs> you have uh, just like the, the normal community, just like brand new people. Um, and those are the ones who kind of missed out on eight years of great yeah. content, you know, and it may not be exactly what they were looking for, but it's the experience of what we've had to go through for eight years that you know just kind of hits different yeah definitely and like just i feel like there's a lot of people like me that um that did want to play pso2 but there was this weird there's probably like a lot of different factors like the awkwardness of um feeling like pso2 may eventually come to the west or feeling kind of guilty that you're kind of sneaking in the back door to play the japanese version when it's not made for you kind of thing like there's all those awkwardness and there's some people like a lot of people in chat um some names in there are recognized that have been playing jp for a while as well and yeah um there's a lot of different um a lot of people with different backgrounds with the history of pso2 i guess is a way to say it right oh, yeah. yeah uh oh, we yeah. we eventually got in episode four that was in um august which brought the steam version um I think with this, with that as well, when early on they were saying that they were hoping that PSO2 would come to um, more platforms, I have a hunch that maybe Steam was the main thing they were talking about in regards to that. Yeah, because they they had that uh, they had that little trailer video, and it had everyone really thinking that available on uh, more or multiple platforms coming soon. It was just like PS4 release, PS4 release, mm -hmm. and it didn't come. Yep. But episode four uh, releasing was definitely a a great opportunity. One mainly because of three reasons. Three reasons. Steam. Yep. Just great. Everyone's gonna hop on Steam, see PSO is available, and automatically take that idea of this is still in JP. This is real. To this is out in an A. Let me download this right now, and it's free. Yeah. Like you can't argue with free. Two, the collaboration event definitely definitely brought people who were fans of things like Portal and Half-Life over as well, just to check out the game and see, you know, what could it offer. And three, honestly, just better uh, game server bases. Of course, you know, we it, the servers got less laggy. Um, they cleaned it up. The graphics looked amazing. Even the little touch-up that they did on the quality out of mm -hmm. this world. So um, Steam definitely brought a lot of good things to the table, yeah. They also had like, the, um, the Half-Life 2 collab stuff as well which yeah. is really cool i don't know if that stuff's coming to japan they've slowly been revealing that stuff like the stuff that we've had like the, they've had independence day going at the moment with the thanksgiving stuff so i assume it may eventually be a thing over in japan yeah i mean i think they added the fourth of july which i think the fourth of july was the first na only 
uh, event that went on. Yeah, I think that was NA only, and then yep. they finally brought some things over to JP. I don't remember there ever being a Fourth of July event in JP. <laughs> did we? Did we have that? Was basically tied in with the Gone with the Wind and Rain stuff, wasn't it? Or the no, that was Tokyo, um, not um, Las Vegas VR. Was there a special rappy with that? Oh uh, no, there was not. There was not a Fourth of July rappy. Interesting. I would love to have a rappy and a little Uncle Sam hat <laughs> kind of running around. That'd be the great. Beard rappy. Um, and then with that, what came all the hardships, all the updates. And honestly, episode four is where everything kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when PSO really started establishing itself with the Six Shop coming up um, and just kind of taking on that new play style of instead of dropping your weapons and dropping everything, you're now grinding for it. You're now doing more building and crafting. I think a lot of pay- a lot of players tend to invest more in because at the end of the day, getting those revolutions took a lot of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with that, and then episode five, um, it's 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 going in a good direction in my opinion. Yeah. And speaking of episode five, that just came in October recently, so I believe it was technically September thirty, but I've got it as um, written in our show notes as October. So technically, we're coming up to like two and a half months of uh, episode five oh yeah and episode five was where everything started to take off like the harder boss battles uh and it was one of those things where i again I, when i'm looking i'm seeing you know everyone's asking for harder boss battles and it's exactly what we got you know yeah. in episode five uh proving it through crimson Fellworm, you know the guides going out for that uh, and all the people trying to figure out how do we beat this dragon. Yep. Um, now we're looking at Persona, you know, fast forward to now, we're fighting Persona, and Persona is just, you know, the first time around, it seemed easy, but it took a very long time to beat him, and now I, I'm seeing, like, how players progress after fighting him for so long and so many times. Uh, everyone's just kind of getting better and better at dealing with him, but um, that and Masquerade. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of bringing in that that harder content that people were really looking for to kind of push their playstyle a little bit and learn their classes uh and i think that's really cool especially for the more hardcore players it kind of gives it to both ends you know your casual your hardcore and allows everyone to kind of have their own sort of fun so yeah, yeah. absolutely oh yeah and like we had another big issue going back to i guess the uh, xbox days which was luther super hard being uh <laughs> tuned to extremely hard health <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> oh that took forever i think i remember there was a time where during that issue um we ended up doing it was like our second luther run and i was playing my gunblade fighter of course yeah and no actually no yeah i was playing gunblade no i was playing bouncer at that time that was when i was mini bouncer and we went in and there were me uh and i think like two other classes and then there were nine braver <laughs> with all auto chats like uh, <laughs> we ended up failing that one because it took so long to beat him and the thing that i was just like i was so tired at the end of that i actually stopped streaming afterwards because i was tired i was like dude that actually took the most out of me um and it was nine bravers and they were just dedicated to the floor. So it's like, we couldn't hit his head. Uh, we could barely get the arms. It's like, oh, this is so stressful. <laughs> I remember the first time I ran it, it went pretty much a minute up to the timer. And I was like, wait, why is this so hard? And then um, I ended up looking into some, cause I had to make a guide for it. I ended up looking into uh, some of the strategies and stuff. And yeah, it just seemed like people were just scattered with uh, fighting at all different targets instead of just focusing on single targets and stuff like that. Now, good thing is we had uh, we had at least one gunner um, on outside, so he he was able to handle the aerial stuff. But he was at it alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was on the head, I was on the chest, and then we had you know everyone else just katana blading the arm, and <laughs> that was that was the life. But uh, Luther was Luther is still one of my favorite boss battles, just because uh, we when I first experienced him in JP, we actually called him uh, Time Jesus because of his time stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> and he was extremely hard when we fought him because I didn't really understand. Actually, I played PSO. Um, most of my time on PSO2 JP was spent playing it all Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was using nothing but forums to kind of get the gist of everything. Uh, so I was extremely weak. I didn't know how weak I was. And me and my friend, we were going through this for the first time and he kicked out butts. We did it with only two of us and I'm never doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got also, I'm going to change scene here. You have a scene change. Uh, we're going to oh, start. Yeah, we got- moving into news i feel like that's pretty much everything in regards to um the history i mean there's been like there's been things like um the mindset that we were going to get some of the zig stuff but <laughs> but that's all good uh so i feel like um i know that mini kitty does the sonic stuff for twitter and social media and this is the next arc hour it's going to be on the 8th of december 2 p.m I believe that's the standard time it normally is, but uh, this is the same day that we have episode six coming out. Uh, I feel like you've got a more uh, broader understanding of Mini Kitty's work because um, I I basically got introduced to Mini Kitty once they actually post this uh, announcement. Do you want to let us know what they do? So, Mini Kitty, you're great. So, <laughs> let me start with that real quick. Uh, she is the social media and influencer manager for the Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter page. Uh, she is also herself a Twitch broadcaster, if you don't know. Um, and she is also a fan of PSO2. If you did not know, she was in the last Arcs Hour, uh, hiding out in chat for a little bit, uh, just kind of <laughs> getting into the community. Um, she, if you actually ever check out her Twitter page, um, she has a lot of little memes for Sonic. Uh, one of my favorite ones was this, uh, <laughs> it was this little puppy. Um, and this puppy was dressed in a Shadow the Hedgehog onesie, and he's like running through the woods collecting rings and taking out Eggman robots and yeah. getting the chaos everyone <laughs> running off. It's like, this is great. I think I saw um, that, yeah. But it's just a lot of like wholesome, you know, Sonic history vibes. And I mean, as a longtime Sonic the Hedgehog fan, I, I just love, you know, being able to log in and look at that kind of stuff. Um, but the community she holds is really great, yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure as well, like, uh, Ruby Eclipse or Aaron, who used to handle the Sonic social media, um, Mini Kitty's basically who he passed the bat on across to, right? Uh, I believe so, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, not 100. Mm. So I mean, if if she's got Ruby Eclipse's seal of approval, um, I think that's like a pretty high honor. Oh yeah, yeah. Like video game Elon Musk right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that's Arcs Hour coming by we just thought we'd, we'd give that a little bit of a shout out and next up we've got here i'm just moving this over so that i can uh have a look as well we've got a whole bunch of articles that have just gone up live with this so we'll start from the bottom uh with this tales uh collaboration that's taking place so this just got announced today um this is going to be on december 8th it's going to be available probably through all platforms that you can buy any of this stuff on but just to note that oh this is actually in australian i mean us dollars so it's 34 99 that's probably about 45 dollars 50 dollars for me uh but these are the items that come with it if anyone wanted to check out did you want to run over that um king like being more of a sonic uh, person i'll give you the honors I'm, I'm currently trying to like load this screen up and my computer is telling me that it is too lazy all right, right I'll, I'll get you started you, you take over <laughs> um halfway so we got the tails oh. mail suit you got it yeah we got it all right, so we've Sorry. got Tails male suit and female suits. So while you're talking through this, I'll, I'll pop that up. Okay. So as Anamana said, yes, we have the Tails female and male suit. I do really love these, mainly because of the Sonic suit that we had before. Um, it's, it kind of looks a little bit the same, but it's it has that more sleeker look than what we have from the Sonic outfit. That's kind of like a lot of cluster together, in my opinion. Um, so I would definitely wear these. Uh, on top of that, we are looking at the Tails hair helmet, where you can get Tails' little alfalfa uh, that comes out of his forehead <laughs> um, in the shape of a helmet. Uh, I want to kind of use this because I have an idea of like a Super Sentai look that I want to go for. Um, and then we also have a Tails hairstyle, which is a nice <laughs> little look on or a nice little take on a, uh, a bed hair hairstyle suede off. Yeah. Um, and also we have the Tails mask. I'm pretty sure we got the Tails mask with the Sonic collab, but... It looks like it's I the mean, B mask, I think. Maybe the other one's like the A mask. It could be an alternating side. Well, you can have, you can never have too many masks. 
And if that wasn't enough for you guys, we have two weapon camos that are coming up as well. One being the Sonic Ring, which is a literal Sonic Ring that you get to use as a wireless, knuckles, tailies, uh, and jet boots as well. I don't know how this is going to work with jet boots, but <laughs> I'm excited to see. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping at least with the knuckles, it kind of acts as shadows inhibitor rings that are on his wrist. If you guys know what I'm talking about, oh, yeah. if you know, you know. I hope um, they uh, make the ring sound as well as you hit enemies. Oh my god, that'd be great. <laughs> um, and then as we scroll down, you see that we also have the tallies wrench or tails wrench. Excuse me. Uh, the tails wrench can be used as a sword, partisan, twin dagger, dual saber or double saber. Excuse me. Uh, katana, soaring blades, rod wand and harmonizer not gun blade damn <laughs> <laughs> so if you are looking to you know especially for a lot of cast characters out there and i know automata is the type to use a crowbar you know you have yourself another you know tool like yeah. thing to use for your character um, and lastly coming out with this is going to be the tails emote uh where i believe this is a whole emote where you get to actually collect the rings i'm not entirely sure about this i would That'd have to cool. see I wonder if other play if that's the case if other players can grab them too. Oh my god, please! <laughs> that that would be great, especially if they like, if they heal, if they heal. Oh my god, that'd be great too. <laughs> it's like thirty HP for each one that you get. All right, and on top of that, for those going down and getting the purchase, so one, this is going to be a purchasable collaboration outfit. So it's going to be thirty four ninety nine USD via Steam, um, or Microsoft Store, or however, however you can get your AC. Uh, through the purchase, you will also receive um, Raggle Memory 3, and you will receive uh, three Skill Tree Edition Passes. You will also receive one 30-day premium set, one Mission Pass Gold Ticket, a Salon Pass, Augmentation uh, Transfer Passes. You will receive 30 of those, uh, 15 EXP 150% badge, uh, sorry, excuse me, uh, tickets. You will also receive 10 Tri Boosters 125%. And you will also receive 100 Lambda Grinders, which I know if you guys have been enhancing all this week, you're going to need those Lambda Grinders. So the Tri-Boost has got me thinking because I'm leveling up characters. Maybe I'll maybe I'll stack some of this stuff. Um, also, just to note as well, um, Raggle Memory and Skull Tree is um, five five of those ones. Oh, um, is it five? Yeah, yeah. sorry. No, nah, it's all good. I can um, sometimes sponsor a really funky on websites. But um, the lambda grinders are definitely going to be useful. I don't, I don't mind the pack. I, it makes me wonder: in the future, are we going to get like a Knuckles New Genesis pack, or I don't know? I don't know what else you'd expect. The emotes currently oh. on the Vizzy phone. Oh, is it interesting? So Man, that's um, uh, that was the the Tails collaboration pack. But I have to check and see if it is up. <laughs> I'm gonna. Then, um, I think uh, I'm gonna skip instead of the mission pass. I think I'm gonna skip to the episode six rewards because it's kind of the same thing, right? Um, uh, this is um for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate people. Uh, this is so. This is a picture of the, some of the gear that you'll be getting, very Emperor Rappy themed. And also, uh, this is just a heads up. This is gonna go live two days later. This won't be available straight up, and it's only once per account. So what you're going to be getting with this is, uh, we've seen there, there's going to be base wears male and female for Emperor Rappi uh, t-shirts. There's also going to be the ski emote, which you can see here. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see if that works like a surfboard one. Also the onion hair, as you can see, very, uh, very, is it Tingle from, from Zelda? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you also got this the... It's so weird. Oh, Onion Knight, I guess, from Final Fantasy. There's also the Emperor Rappi Chain. And then also you're getting three Tokyo Bonus Key Golds, a Malevolent Wade Trigger, and also five 100% Tri Boosts. Oh, so we're going to we're going to be seeing a lot of Malevolent Void runs. That's good. That's mm -hmm. good. Oh, yeah. That's good. I'm definitely up for that. Uh, especially because uh, one of the things is I've been noticing uh, more and more ships are doing malevolent triggers. So originally it was actually uh, ship 20 or block 22 and block 7. Yep. And now I'm seeing that like more and more people are just running triggers together. And it just makes me happy. It was my heart that people were working together. Mm, I feel like a lot of... I feel like a lot of people were like kind of stressing that um, they weren't going to get enough void fragments. Oh yeah. 
uh pretty much the call of the void triggers they offer a lot more but it takes a lot more work <laughs> right? oh and um, next up. yeah i'll let you oh. cover the next one mission pass yes sir next up we have the season 11 mission pass which i know some of you are kind of happy if you've already used up uh some of your uh air bite fragments because just to let you know i'm going to just kind of skip all the way to the bottom here um and just kind of let you know immediately right off the bat if my thing wants to load up in time psl site hates me all it's right, only it's for fair. one tier though <laughs> that's the only downside uh, I yeah it's it be... is only for one tier. Do you think it's going to be a 300 stack? I would hope so. Or at least 60. 60 would definitely be of some good help. Um, but I only one can hope and only time will tell. Uh, at the moment, though, it is great that you'll be able to still collect things like uh, Void Air Bite Fragments and, you know, kind of get what you need. So if we come all the way back up to the top, I'm sorry to make you do this. Um, as you know, uh, season 11 will take place on December 9th and Revelit Keys uh, will be available for everyone who has the mission pass just by completing uh, all tiers on the mission pass. Now, here's the thing about Revelit. Now, understandably, these things in JP were extremely hard to get. Uh, so it's great that they're offering everyone the accessibility to be able to get them now. Um, Novell and Liberate Weapons, or excuse me, Revelit Weapons will become one of the most obtainable weapons in pso2 at the moment especially and this is really great because these weapons are known as some of the best tier weapons to have on your side uh and these get people through most of episode six now as we come down we see that the liberation weapons which amazing weapon by the way um this weapon will now this weapon camo will now be available to all players especially for you amazing people who are going to be playing phantom uh, coming soon even those who are going to be playing at 12 will be able to don this amazing weapon using the wand uh, phantoms will be able to use this uh, weapon camo on katana and it will also be available for partisans for those of you who are hunter players reason why this weapon is so great is because it has a little dark aura that comes out of it uh and a nice <laughs> when you use it as the wand version it's like this aura ball that kind of spews out the top and kind of turns it into a wand rather than a katana it's great um next up we also do have the christmas present furnishing just in case you guys want to you know jolly up for the holidays in your personal quarters um and just make it look all fancy and we do get a new emote called the look that way like hey look behind you um i have not seen this emote myself but i'm you know context clues right mm -hmm. as we go down there are some nice accessories that are coming with this mission pass as well that of some long scarves and checkered long scarves the wallet chain is coming back which is great uh mm -hmm. if you didn't get the wallet chain accessory before from the fun shop i think it was you're not gonna be able to get it again uh some beautiful cast parts uh a free lantern to have on your hand for those of you who want to don some amazing little outfits i hope to see some creations with this a nice santa outfit for those of you who just want to get in the holiday spirit with a santa uh beard as well uh this is also a unisex thing so you know beard up ladies and cast <laughs> <laughs> uh some nice holiday stockings for you all as well just to wear through um and also more cast parts you get the sheriff body so if you want to put on your best deputy's hat and go out there and be a robocop <laughs> <laughs> you are able to do so now as we go down one of my favorite weapon camels as well as coming to and it's a weapon camel for the soaring blades especially for those who want to take on that uh feudal japan tradition and you're wearing your thunder show kabukis uh it goes really well with it is the sakuna shinsen pair which are a nice pair of uh fans that you can use uh and they make really great for soaring blades especially for those who are going to be playing at 12 you're going to look absolutely stylish uh crescent gold crescent excuse me and gold crescent b uh head armor is going to be available as well and we'll also be seeing matoi head mounts and luther head mounts they are soon. returning aren't they they've uh, previously existing in mission pass i'm pretty sure i i know the luther one exists i don't know about the matoi oh actually like some of this a lot of this stuff as we go down the list is like reissues for pc players oh yeah awesome oh yeah especially for those who missed out on a couple of things like even the if you scroll down you see the pirate attire mm. that is actually azanami's outfit and that one's uh this one is a redo as well um and the solaris weapon camo is another redo so actually what the thing about it is the liberation weapon camo that we got before the solaris and the liber and the, the um what was that shining celestial sword 
uh, that we had, those were actually given all three at the same time at a mm -hmm. point. And, and, you know, these were like the three of the best weapon camos that people were asking for the most. So it's great that they're, you know, they're kind of hearing that and they're, you know, giving those weapon camos and NA so people can experience how amazing they are. Um, other than that, uh, as we come down again, uh, we have a lady Santa outfit as well for you lovely ladies uh, and comes equipped with a joyous hood Santa hat. So basically everyone can get into the holiday spirit here today uh, with some nice pigtails. And lastly, we have the Faro Nage. Yeah, that's how you say it. Words. <laughs> The Faro Nage and the Faro Hood, uh, which are a nice little, yep. you know, yeah, I guess for the, especially for the holiday UQ, these are going to look really good for you all. Um, and some more cast parts, because we cannot do without our cast parts. There's a lot of cast parts, by the way. There's another, <laughs> um, there's a Soaring Blade camo there as well. The, the, oh yeah. Bakepo Tito. I don't even know what this is. It kind of looks like a, uh, um, fruit with like honey on it i don't know do, do you know what a tito is uh maybe it's like sweet potato i don't know i couldn't speak oh. to it we're gonna have to look this up later <laughs> <laughs> um on top of that yeah uh so we're also getting a uh, evolution device which is the uh shoopy which is a little wrappy that's inside of a stocking and it's adorable and cute and you can have the nice candy cane that's on his back so eat up uh, and last but not least, we have the Cherubina and the Furion leg, or the Furion set and the Cherubina set for the male and female cast parts. Uh, honestly, I'm not really much of a cast character, but these look cool, especially with some recoloring. Uh, you'll be able to make the very fierce Gundam I know you want to be. <laughs> and last but not least, if you can, uh, I said that already, but last but not least, if you complete the mission pass, you will receive a Revelate key so you can at least take home with you one revelant weapon uh just by getting all the materials that you need and getting a nobel weapon which yep. will be available via rising weapon badge five yep absolutely all right i'm gonna jump over to the next one um that was a yeah <laughs> there's a lot of stuff and i feel like it's it's really hard like especially in a podcast format to go over every single thing because it's just gonna be like oh there's this leg there's this arm there's this body you know so um <laughs> when we do when we cover this stuff and, and ac stuff we'll probably like kind of just go through the the key point out ones but we'll move oh, yeah. on um move on to the new campaigns coming in i just quickly go over this we've got um rising rising skill pass no reset all skill path reset all skill trees this is like it's such a tongue twister just saying that whole thing everyone make sure you make a character before episode six drops before maintenance because you'll get for each of those characters a reset all skill tree pass so if you've got three characters you'll get three if you've got 12 you get 12 if you've got 20 you'll get 20 passes so and that'll be on each character so you need to go and claim them on each character and you'll get that when you log in on uh episode six especially with all the new classes coming uh, maybe you've spent your points incorrectly we're getting up to 95 now so you might want to distribute your points a little bit better uh we've also got the party campaign to get the emperor Rappi furnishing as you can see here so what this is going to do is i just need to quickly read over this so basically we're doing the party maneuvers one and two with eo and once you get that you'll get the cuddly emperor Rappi and a tokyo gold key probably for one of each but they're also mentioning that there's going to be a uh, special boost that's going to be happening this is just the, seems like this is just the standard party boost i guess they're just reminding people uh coming in with the 40 percent if you've got four people rare drop rate masetta and experience just a heads up um, and also, just to note that uh, that stuff will di be distributed instantly. Sometimes these get pushed back a little bit. And the road to episode six campaign, where we're retweeting and liking stuff on Facebook, that's going to be distributed later, like on the 22nd. So just a heads up. Uh, we've got, finally, there's going to be a Christmas event going on as soon as we log in with the Christmas on Ice Trigger getting distributed when we also log in which takes us across to uh, the next thing, which is Christmas, which I'll let you... Wait, did, we... did they post about Christmas? I thought they posted about Christmas. Have they not posted that? Uh, uh, no, not yet. Okay. Uh, this was the only thing they put up, as far as I'm concerned. I guess maybe being a, a Japanese veteran, you could probably speak to what we should expect with Christmas. Um, honestly, 
<laughs> be surprised. I don't know what to expect from this one. I don't know if it's going to be the same quest around or if they may change something up. Um, I will tell you one thing about Umbra is that if you see him, let him physically abuse you. Not even getting like let him hit you with that cane and he will give you uh, some great rare drop boost, especially for the quest. Who knows? We may see some rising weapon badge fives. Yep. Maybe not. That'd be cool. Maybe some jerk. And then finally, we have maintenance taking place. It's going to be a six hour maintenance. Normal time. That's normal time it usually pops, I think. Yeah, all, what, six hours of sad boy hours? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, what we can expect from episode six and uh, everything that's just actually taking place. I'm going to switch away from the new stuff. Um, we can probably take some some audience questions i don't know if you want to i guess we gotta wait for people to actually give some questions at this point is that what we had in the show notes today we're kind of this is like our first one so uh, we're, we're feeling things out as we go um but we've, if anyone does have any questions in regards to episode six coming or about pso in general or maybe just about our history with pso uh let us know what are you actually waiting for the most with episode six king rainbow keys yeah yeah those are some juicy buggers so <laughs> rainbow keys basically give you a crap ton of exp on top of that a uh, couple million masetta and with that it's really cool because now with that in level up quest and that they're giving them up to us so early we'll be able to focus on other classes yep. get those leveled up situated for the time being and have more fun with the game mm -hmm. absolutely and Recently, there was like a delay in maintenance on Japanese servers, and you had like a 450% boost overlapping with PSO2 day, as far as I understand. And yeah, how, so, how many levels uh, with the new level 100 cap did you go up using a rainbow key? I used one rainbow key and shot up to 99. Holy crap. <laughs> I don't know what happened um so there was a uh so altogether there was a 500 that was a 500 and something percent boost it was like 550 560 on top of a 200 percent ex trigger that i or ex booster that i had and then a 150 tribals no i had a 200 tri booster a 300 percent rare drop rate booster a, another 100 percent exp i just stacked at least like <laughs> maybe a thousand percent oh, yeah. of exp it just kind of went off with it it was so great um but yeah about two rainbow keys got me to 99 uh and then they were actually for each class that you get to 99 they were offering 10 uh augmentation transfer passes and for every for the six classes that you get tonight uh 100 excuse me um you get 10 augmentation transfer pass or 100 no was it 100 was it 100 oh, wow yeah you get 10 for every class you get there and then for six classes that you get to 100 you get 100 uh, augmentation transfer passes so i haven't gotten there yet uh, i'm three out of six right now but when i get there i know exactly where those passes are going eight slot swaps all yeah day. <laughs> that's pretty much like two two weapons or two units being able to just instantly just swap oh, yeah. everything over right that's pretty good oh yeah I think in terms of episode 6 what I'm looking forward to the most is some of the urgent quests just have a really cool feel like is it a martyr of demise I don't know what it's going to be called here but that's I think looks really cool and I've, I have played it on Japanese servers between the closed beta and open beta I actually played Japan for a little bit and as far as I remember you can correct me but um, a martyr of demise is basically you go from ship to ship destroying all the lumen mechs uh, as a 12 player party kind of thing and then once you've done that you then uh, go to an AIS Vegas thing and I've played two of them I don't know exactly how they work but I remember one of them was like going through the big corridor fighting like a ship at the end like you were shooting all its weak points it almost kind of reminded me of like Baron Blossom but it was just like fixed in the the tube but there was also another one where it was in 3D space and you were like going around trying to shoot stuff. I can't remember if, is it a three part or is it a two part thing? Like, how does that work? If I'm not mistaken, it's a three part. I didn't do this quest all too much, I'll admit. Um, and yeah, I do remember, I remember the third part was being a, 
So there's a first part with the ships, there's a second part with the boss battle, then there's a third part where you're actually in a giant boss battle and you have version 3 AIS. Um, these version 3 AIS come with a new ability known as a counter. Um, so pretty much the point is to take all the attacks that are thrown your way, counter them, and then release the counter and send it right back to your opponent. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it does a ton of damage. Like, you thought 999 was bad. Imagine, like, hitting that every second. <laughs> well, just yeah, the, it, the, it, the fact that it's three phases is a huge thing. We got um, Ghost in chat saying that it's, like, three phases each 10 minutes or each one's 10 minutes and i'm guessing yeah. you've got 10 minutes to run through that first multi-ship one and then the other ones are probably going to take 10 minutes each right i don't know how it works give or take give or take uh my my only fear right now is with uh with the way it goes i'm really hoping that they unlock uh expert requirements with jp coming soon um not saying that it's bad or anything but with how long that quest is uh one players may get tired out uh at the moment especially from persona what i'm seeing a lot on like on a personal end um is that it may be kind of hard for some people to jump in um mainly because people again are coming back it's new um some people are trying to play catch up and immediately jumping into a uq like that it's it's going to be taxing yeah. it's there's a lot especially when most people may be picking up new classes such as phantom or tool yeah we we're saying this in my discord earlier today that i'm kind of so they, they mentioned on Twitter, not on Twitter, on the forums uh, a few days ago that basically everything they announced in the what's happening with episode six stuff um, is basically, I feel like we actually skipped over the what's the new in episode six. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, but we good. still got seven minutes. You want to knock it out? <laughs> well, I guess we could, I guess we could uh, pop that up. Let me just open up this, this thing again. I completely forgot what I was saying. Um... But yeah, oh yeah, there. They, they spoke on the forum. Basically, everything we can expect to see. I think it's on this page. Um, everything we can expect to see with episode six they've announced on this specific what's new in episode six page will be launching live. And we're talking about in Discord that maybe it's a good thing that they don't release Divide Quest day one because basically you don't want people face planting as soon as they jump in, right? And then, what the level cap going up to nine and ninety five, and I think. Uh, also, with the level cap going up to 95, players will also receive, if I'm not mistaken, 10 PP of an increase with that 95 level cap. So that's also really cool for people who are kind of stuck at 90 right now, yep. like say moi, um, <laughs> and are trying to reach that, uh, you know, that 200 PP status of big boy hours. Mm -hmm. uh, on top of that, they are also going to be releasing Phantom and Atoll which are two amazing Scion classes. Uh, at 12 being more of the frontliner support class. Um, it's From what I've read up recently, it's seen more as a class that you'd want to have in your arsenal on your team um, because of its abilities. It allows to be a frontliner tank um, and the Phantom or the at 12 time on it allows for a good support for characters in your area and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And Phantom is more of the crit uh crit attack style class where it's more of a reactive play style versus what hero is more of like a brute force thing uh phantom you want to kind of just do what you do until you're able to initiate a counter and kind of keep that flow going um if that makes any sense but we'll jump into those later but as a summoner main you want to take what's going on next yeah herbie which is an upgrade i think it was called glass on japan uh basically this is as far as i understand the upgraded version of red Rand, so it's going to be a multi-target like even if they are barely uh related it's a multi-target one and vulcan is going to be a non-crit version of uh synchro so they've got their purposes and you'd probably want to set them up certain ways to to play them certain ways but that's just the very basics of how they work from what i understand so multi-target and a heavy damage uh less crit synchro and then we got a new urgent quest. We talked about one just then. Uh, we've also got, I don't know if we really want to spoil it, but let's just use the acronym TPD is coming. <laughs> is there any other urgent quest that came in episode six other than Armada or Demise? So surprisingly, for as long as episode six was, there's only three main story uh, urgent quests. But it was like a year and some months long, just filled with like special quests and special events and whatnot. Um, so there is Armada of Demise, there is Morning of Demise, and then there is TPD. If okay. I'm not mistaken, those are the initial three. Awesome. 
Uh, we'll also, does, it says down the list, um, we're going to have new recommended quests while we're speaking about quests. So uh, these, as far as I understand, are pretty much uh, the same as limited quests, but they maybe don't offer the same items or something like that. I'm not too sure. Is that uh, for the For the risk? Um, recommended quest, uh, fourth. Ah. Quest. So every day there's going to be a fourth recommended quest uh, that is going to appear in your recommended list, of course. Um, and initially it will have the same features as the other uh, recommended quests. So basically once you finish it, you will get a box at the end. But the particular thing about these quests and why they're known as level up quests is because it, they have a or they have a natural 200% booster inside of them. And then there's going to be special quests as some that we call on JP known as uh, World Engulfed in Flame, uh, World Engulfed in Darkness, excuse me. Uh, and then there's also another one called Piper of Disharmony and Crimson Castle. Those quests are specifically there to just give you a jump in EXP. I'm talking you can go from level 1 to 75 in about 2 to 3 hours yeah. just by running it back to back. Yeah. I remember when I played Japan recently in episode 6, Piper of Disharmony was also a limited quest at some point, right? Oh, yeah. Uh yeah, actually yeah, it, it they turned that limited quest into that and yeah. it, it's honestly one of my favorites. Um I just like it's not that it's like great. I just love really I love boss rushes. Yeah, always fun. <laughs> um, and over in chat, has just said glass not much of an upgrade. It's attacks charge faster at the cost of damage, and gives uh, passives gives a little bit of extra damage and PP versus bosses. And then Tankro, Tankro, Vulcan is tanky synchro Tankro, but it loses fifty percent crit to compensate. But um, with the risk exploration, how do those work? Uh, so risk explorations, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, of course. Um, and please, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, they are a set of a set of quests, excuse me, <laughs> that reset every three days. So for and they have the pretty much the same loop. So for the first three for the first three days, you will receive three different exploration areas. Um, and as you go through those areas, they're basically free exploration. So you can walk through and you just fight enemies endlessly. Uh, you don't really have to do anything other than that for the drops. Now, the thing about these enemies is that sometimes these enemies are going to come out uh, ultra hard. Um, if you run them on ultra hard, those enemies do tend to have a lot of HP. So working as a team is going to be very good. Um, also, these quests will drop special weapons, uh, the Ganon series, Resonant series. Um, and also during these special quests, there are going to be, as you kind of run through them, there will be like these little events that come through every now and again, kind of like how we have the emergency quest. But they're more of like little fun events, like between this horde, who can kill the most out of the horde? Um, who can deal the most damage to this boss, so on and so forth, just to kind of, I guess, give you something a little more fun to do. Um, and every now and again, you know, drop some really good items and good EXP as well. Wasn't bad. I actually used this quest to upgrade from level 95 or level 90 to 95 with Luster. So it's not bad. Awesome. Uh, Ghost is saying those are free fields that rotate daily. So I'm guessing like each. So one day you have one until the third day where once that one wraps up it resets to a new set or something like that uh yeah so every three days it's going to reset cool now as far as the drops go um there are some really good drops really good augmented fixes that you can get out of here too although with na being how na is i don't know what exactly they will add to the drop pool so i don't want to say too much as far yeah. as you know how jp has done it mm -hmm. um just kind of the general basis of the quest yeah that's the thing is like this stuff will, will get it for sure but um, and while we might get one-to-one -one for specific loot, they may even add other different loot. Like, they could end oh, up yeah. adding just some... Who knows? Maybe they'll add old-type weapons as new-type weapons in there. Um, never know. But um, we've also got arm extension. Is that really used? Like, do people in Japan really use arm extension for uh, crafting in uh, the room? I haven't, but it's not something that I necessarily hear most people talk about, so... Uh, I don't want to say yes, but I don't also have the knowledge to say no. I just yeah. don't hear most people talk about it anymore. I feel like it was something that was, I'm guessing, either an old type weapon thing or an old school thing that they like people way back in like episode four might have used to upgrade things. But we're just getting it really late, and it's funky. That's like from what I understand. Uh, unit extensions have been dead since episode four on weapons, which is a niche thing. You can use a certain weapon. No one really extends their gear on JP. Thank you very much, Ghost and Innova. 
and I, is this the thing where basically you can take a weapon and go, this is an all-class weapon now? Like, is that a thing? I don't know. Um, I remember someone saying that way back because on Western servers, we get a lot of people that are playing it with the way they played PSO1 in mind. So they're like, why can't I use this, um, you know, why can't I use this double saber as a hunter kind of stuff like that? So the way I kind of read it, it just kind of seemed like an overglorified glamour system. So it, it's like, uh, I have this 11 star weapon or this 12, 13 star weapon that I want to be as good as my 15 stars, but I don't have a 15 star, but I got to catch up to my friends. So it's like a way of just kind of giving you an extra boost on those weapons that you have so that you can, I mean, at least hold your own to some, some, to some degree. Uh, but as time just kind of went on people you know 13 14s got easier to drop you know 15 star weapons got easier to drop and they just come like hotcakes now so i don't really think anybody really uses them anymore but i even when in episode four i barely heard about them so it's more of a 13 star thing what people are saying uh we also get ultra hard which we've kind of touched on it's basically i'm assuming that we probably will get extremely hard for all um roaming areas or expedition areas whatever you want to call them and also ultra hardware i remember early on with um making content for pso2 i decided to step into an ultra hard quest being like i'm just gonna show you how good i am and then i ended up being there for like half an hour killing like one mammoth and it was like all right maybe i uh maybe i went in with the wrong mindset <laughs> <laughs> it's always great man because I, I remember um, when I came back into JP and my my phantom was severely underpowered. I didn't know how underpowered until like I started getting back into it. And I was like, oh, wait, I need S-grade augments. I need this. I need that. And I remember I walked into a, uh, a griffin. And I think it took me about an hour to kill that griffin. Yeah. No. <laughs> I never got hit, but I was there for a while. Yeah, someone was saying in chat that some expeditions don't actually go past super hard, unfortunately. That's not good. Yeah. Um, new arcs missions, don't know what these are going to be. Probably just like do a divide quest or something like that, I would assume. Uh, we got Rise and Weapon Badge. We touched on that with Rise and Weapon Badge 5s being it's going to be 14 star weapons like Eternal Psycho Drive and also um, Novel weapons. New yeah. enemy types, we've talked about that. We got Ultra Enemies and Ultra Hard and Lumen Mech, which are going to be tied to Episode 6 contents. Uh, new seasonal event we got christmas coming new mission pass we talked about that titles is kind of a given we've talked about recommended quests collection folders we've uh haven't really talked about that that's the million series and also 14 star eggs which include some shiny pet eggs as well what are the um i know that there's going to be some of those uh, million weapons how would you say they rank up versus maybe 14 star weapons do you think it's an upgrade uh, path as bad as as it's about as good as some of the unique weapons that we did. I mean, honestly, when it comes to collection photo weapons, I feel like they just kind of throw those in there to give us some free weapon fodder and or maybe some SAFs to use every now and again. I don't necessarily remember what SAF goes on those weapons, but I know for the time being, those will be really good, like just free fodder collection for the future. Uh, that's what I'll basically end up turning into mm -hmm. over time. Uh, but most people will just collect them and use them until they realize that they're not as great as what they can potentially have uh, via Atlas EX or um, Atlas EX Trailblazer or Novell. And the other good thing about the eggs is Rappy's actually in there. So um, no yeah. more waiting for PSO2 day or Deus triggers. Yeah, I, I honestly think the eggs are probably the best thing about this whole thing. I think there's a shiny egg in that listing too, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. There's, there is a few, for yeah. sure. So um, definitely for summer for summoners, you're going to have a good time. Mm. We've, so we've talked about Etwal, Phantom, and AS. We kind of touched on that, but I mean, it's it's a mech. Uh, new S-grade augments. Some of this stuff's just a given. New 15-star weapons. Along the history of it, we'll probably jump in and get straight away Liberate or Rivolate. That'll be the first one. And then, uh, as people are saying in chat, we've got Nova saying, uh, we've got Kraz still. Um, and there's also, I believe basically any of these weapon series are probably going to have a predecessor as well like the air weapons is that an upgrade into something else uh but, you're talking about the uh crass uh the pyrrhus and still yeah the, the i remember seeing there's a weapon called like air like a-y-e-r is that like a predecessor to an upgrade 
So if I'm not saying that is the crass weapons, right? I, I know it's Dark Banisher and Crass. Um and then before then there was uh Pyrrhus and Still. And then before then there was Liberate and uh no it's crass. Yeah, it's crass. So okay. and crass, yeah. So the crass weapons are basically like the tippy top there at the end. Okay. Um really good abilities. But then you also have basically from here on out for the next three parts of episode six that we'll have each weapon series will have a upgradable version of itself. So you'll have to get that weapon and then you'll have to get the materials to upgrade that weapon to a stronger version of itself, which is kind of like how we're about to do now with Novell Revelit. Yep, absolutely. Uh, 13-star units as well as another thing and 13-star units are coming to Zig with S-grade augments or S-class. It's interesting they put an S-class augments on, on there when they're S-grade on NA, uh, 6, 7, and 8. Um, they do come pretty useful though mm. yeah especially if you're again if you're having trouble just trying to get some extra attack um, or I mean again just trying to get some extra PP uh, right now in JP they are available through uh, some of the bad shops uh, you can go ahead and collect some PP ups attack ups and whatnot. Uh, you can even drop some uh, from certain bosses if I'm not mistaken nowadays I know I dropped one yesterday I had to add attack up two that I dropped from a boss the other day um so they do come in handy, especially for those extra fixes, because as you know, S-grade augments are 100% affixable, so you don't have to worry about, you know, losing that affix later on. You can just have your S-grade augment and just kind of work it in there. Yep. That's going to be cool. Oh, it's sorry, A-slot. A-slot. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, like, a lot of options coming, um, basically. Oh. Yeah. Um, we did get one question in chat from Flareshot, Will accessory items in ticket form be carried over to New Genesis? So the ticket won't be usable when you're in New Genesis, as far as we understand. We're waiting on a lot of information and stuff like that. But basically, um, if considering that you log into your character, you can, I don't know if you'll be able to choose between New Genesis or PSO2. And uh, if you're on PSO2, you can go to the blockchain to jump over to New Genesis for your character. But if you've got the... Um, if you've got the items for uh like for example like i don't know a base wear or an inner wear you'd need to use that while you're in specifically pso2 but if you put that on your character's model you can then take that over to new genesis um there's it's a really weird and funky system basically you've got your one character between the both games um but if you are equipping any costume parts that are new genesis ones they only work with new genesis costume parts but if you have a pso2 base one uh, you would have to use all costume parts that do work with uh, PSO2. So you could have either of those and go into New Genesis or PSO2. So you could have a, a New Genesis looking character in PSO2 and you could have a PSO2 character in New Genesis. Um, but that stuff will actually um, that stuff will actually be usable across both. It's just the actual tickets themselves you'd have to use within PSO2. It's, it's a funky system, but at least we can still use that stuff. Right. Hmm. Um, if there's any other questions, we're pretty much coming to the end of the show now. Uh, we're not too sure about how we're going to, this is like our first pilot to see how everything goes. We're not too sure about how we're going to handle things later, but we had an idea that we might end up playing with people afterwards, after we do a show. Um, or definitely, I think if we're having guests on, we'll probably raid into them if they're going to be streaming, uh, or uh, we'll probably find someone in the community to raid onto after a stream as well. But, um, but yeah, if there's any other questions in regards, we'll probably wrap up pretty soon. I appreciate the turnout. Um, I haven't even seen the stats of like how many people we've had turnout for the first show, but, um, what is that at the moment? It's not showing me. Oh, wow. We've actually got 35 people watching. I appreciate it. That's, that's a pretty good turnout. <laughs> um, King. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were delayed a little bit. King had some, uh, some, some loose ends to tie it up. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's, if, if you're feeling like, uh, he's looking a little bit tired, it's just having to deal with people. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it's um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, we'll probably, I did have an issue where I accidentally put up, um, I believe we, we had advertised on central time, but I might've said PST. So a few people were confused with that. So I've gone through and I've updated all that. And also, um, we'll probably be doing this at 8 p.m. I believe it's Central Time, um, as far as I understand. Does that sound right? 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. I always Basically. get like American time zones confuse the hell out of me <laughs> being an Australian. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. Um, I know it's, it's weird. It's definitely something weird to work with, but I'm glad we found a we found a good time to work with with all this. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, I think we'll wrap it there. I appreciate everyone for turning out, and also uh, special thanks to uh, we had Arrow ghost and also we had shadowberry um taking up mod mod duty um spur of the moment i appreciate that and also very knowledgeable people in the community arrow does the summoners guide uh you may have seen that probably one of the best guides out there for uh, summoner classes we got ghost who has been playing jp for a, a long time and is uh very very positive and helpful in regards to knowledge and shadowberry who's also a good egg plays on a ps2 and also other games like destiny as well um, i appreciate all of them and also we got black in chat I also appreciate it but anyway we're gonna wrap up there um i don't have time today unfortunately to to play games i gotta go and um spend time with my partner but are you gonna be playing games after king uh, uh no i actually have to go to work tomorrow but uh <laughs> i will be, i will be up tomorrow because i have a little challenge uh, i don't know if you saw but i took 100 pd triggers oh no yeah that sounds that sounds like a p p dickerman uh precari i don't know i can't make a pun with pd <laughs> it's uh it's gonna be fun endurance challenge let's see if i can go through 100 triggers all gun blade challenge um which at this point is not really much of a challenge but yeah mm. oh um i'm gonna actually you can find below the stream um there's actually going to be links and you can see below me at the moment as well if you want to go and follow king to go and check that out tomorrow uh otherwise what's, what's today today's for me is saturday i'll i think i'm streaming tomorrow so i'll probably be on doing something probably preparation for um episode six nothing too hardcore but yeah um that's it you got any final words king no final words go away you <laughs> go away oh. <laughs> go away <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna move over to the ending screen, and uh, this will probably go up on to Anchor FM, and also we'll be splitting this out on YouTube and posting it as well. We're not too sure if we're gonna multi-stream this uh, in future. We had a twenty-four hour cap on uh, before we could get started with that, and this is like a we've been putting this together over the last three or four days <laughs> so this is like for um this all came together i'm pretty proud of uh all the work we do did to get this get this up but um yeah next week roughly the same time maybe a little bit earlier we'll see how things go i will let you know if anything ever gets delayed um but you can always find it on podcast platforms it'll end up getting distributed to um apple music to spotify and all those platforms and also on youtube so i appreciate you all um any last words king before i transition across uh what's your words of wisdom may your, may your guiding light shine i've actually been stealing that for some of my videos <laughs> from Kuna. it's a great outro may your guiding light shine it just go there just you go away. may your guiding light shine and i'll we'll see you next time bye 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 <laughs>